Arguments About Nothing is brought to you by, well, nobody, but here's hoping someday. Okay, welcome back to Arguments About Nothing. I'm Shelby Samsel. I'm Hannah Bennett. All right, and we're going to kick things off today with a BuzzFeed quiz. If you are new here, Arguments About Nothing is exactly as it sounds. Me and Hannah argue about things that don't matter, but we take the arguments seriously. Uh, We're starting off today with a BuzzFeed quiz that's called We Know If You're a Millennial or Gen Zer Based on Which Gross Foods You'd Rather Eat by BuzzFeed staffer Ajani Bazile. And it does say this quiz might make you lose your appetite. Uh, I think it'll be worse for Shelby and I, though. We're looking at the pictures. <laughs> I did not realize that this had pictures it until does. this moment. <laughs> and the very first one is um, is a killer. So, If you are currently eating while listening to this, you might want to either stop eating or skip ahead a little bit. Yeah. Give, give us about... 10 minutes. <laughs> we'll get into some other topics. Uh, but let's go ahead and start. So the first question is, which would you rather eat? A peas and cheese sandwich or a ham, strawberries and mayonnaise sandwich? And I have to tell you that the pictures here are sliced white bread, sliced American cheese and what are clearly like just a pile of frozen peas. They don't look um, like they're frozen anymore, though. No, no, no. Previously frozen peas versus, I'm just saying it's not exactly appetizing. No. It's not like neither, snap peas. Neither picture is fit for Instagram. Let's just no. put it that and way. The, the ham is like the sliced deli ham, but it's like the piece that you take out and throw away because it's got the weird like red thing in the middle of it that you're not sure what it is. <laughs> Hannah is getting very descriptive about this. <laughs> Well, I feel like otherwise it won't it won't have the same punch to it. Um, wow, ham, strawberries, and mayonnaise, or peas and cheese? I think I have a very controversial opinion on this. I you think it's going to be controversial? I don't think either one of them can be controversial. They're both awful. I feel like more people would go peas and cheese. But mm-hmm. I'm going ham, strawberry, and mayo. Okay. T- tell me why that is. Tell me why you want to sink your teeth into that piece of ham that is the piece that you throw away. Uh, so I am not saying in in my heart of hearts, I'm creating a sandwich that has these ingredients, but it's not necessarily the sandwich that has been pictured here. So I, see. I think... That with like some good ham, some really ripe and sweet strawberries, and some mayo, like that would be like this salty, sweet, like complicated, interesting experience. Whereas peas and cheese seems like hard to eat, not very satisfying. <laughs> you know, it it does seem hard to eat, um, especially the way this is pictured. I think, though, you know, you could probably make it into, like, if you had good peas and you kind of cooked them and made them into a paste and then you had some better cheese than, like, sliced American. If we're talking about how to make these good, I feel like that maybe has more potential in that it's just less 
it's it's less flavorful ergo it is potentially more palatable yeah <laughs> for me anyway, i'm gonna pick peas and cheese personally okay all right so our next one is pizza with chocolate syrup or peanut butter hot dog and ketchup sandwich yikes i i I think what I'm saying yikes to is the idea of peanut butter and ketchup together. Oh, interesting. I've eaten peanut butter and ketchup before. Um, I'm. Oh, yeah. I'm. (laughs) I. I am betrayed by this somehow. (laughs) I, without hesitation, am a peanut butter hot dog and ketchup sandwich gal. And like to the point where like I think I will probably put peanut butter on the next hot dog that I eat. What what is it what is it about this flavor combination that have you ever to had so? have you ever had a uh, peanut butter burger before? Uh, no, I haven't. There's a place near my apartment that sells uh, like a bacon peanut butter cheeseburger, and they're great. If you get like a really natural peanut butter that doesn't have all the sugar in it, and it's just like this nutty flavor. It's like roasted, salty, salty, nutty flavor. Okay. Putting it with like grilled meats is great. Um, it's like kind of like. Okay. I mean, I'm almost, I'm almost tempted to try this just because you're, you're convincing me. <laughs> I mean, just the fact that you would eat this willingly is like, oh, it's making yeah. me think that like, okay, I must, I must. Like, be there's something you don't know. <laughs> there's some, there's clearly something I don't know. I think I can pretty much picture what pizza with chocolate syrup tastes like. It's just it's just a, a combination of things that aren't supposed to happen together. Yeah, I don't okay. I don't think the chocolate would be adding to the pizza personally. No, um, I'm gonna choose yours. You've convinced me. Okay, I'm gonna take your word for it. I think we have a really horrifying next question. So. Oh. <laughs> okay, so this one is corn, tomato, tuna, and mayo soup. Mm-hmm. The soup is really a clencher in that <laughs> description, in my opinion. Yeah, it also doesn't look like a soup. It looks it looks more like a dip to me. Um, I would say a chowder. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. That's what it looks like. <laughs> it's got a nice cream base with the mayo. Yeah. Um, and spaghetti with nacho cheese and ranch. Someone in the Midwest made up that second one. Yeah, I think... I'm 100% certain. I can say that because I'm from the Midwest, by the way, just for anyone who is angry at me right now. I don't I don't think anyone would be angry about that. I'm for sure going to pick spaghetti with nacho cheese and ranch. Um, I don't think it will be good, but it is not anything like the horrors of the other option. Yeah. Uh, you picked the right answer, I think. <laughs> uh, I will also say that if anyone is from Ohio and has a, had a chili has had a chili five way, I feel like this is not that far away from that. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So in Ohio, there's a thing where we like to um, bastardize pasta uh, by putting chili, cheddar cheese, onions, something else on it. Um, and so I've had spaghetti with cheddar cheese on it many, many times before. Okay. And so I feel like the nacho cheese is not going to be that weird to no. me. And again, I'm from the Midwest where we put ranch on literally everything. So I feel like yeah, this just feels like home. 
I mean, in the Midwest, they do a lot of stuff. My whole family is from the Midwest, as you know. And I used to come back to the South with like food combinations I had learned from my Midwestern family that people in have the South you, had never heard of. Have you had salami and cream cheese? No, but I have heard of it. What we used to eat were Fritos and cottage cheese. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which, oh, like, my God. Nobody I, knows about in the South. I did not know that. It was weird to eat cottage chips with cheese, uh, sure. cottage cheese with chips until right. I went to college. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally, I remember being in the dining hall freshman year, and I noticed that they put cottage cheese out with the breakfast foods, <laughs> like it was next to the yogurt and all this fruit, and I would yeah. see people putting like cottage cheese into a bowl and then putting like honey or fruit and stuff on top of it and I was horrified because I had never seen cottage cheese eaten that way in my whole life and I went to my roommates and I was like you will not believe what I just saw (laughs) in the dining hall (laughs) these monsters and I like could not understand like I assumed someone had like made a mistake and put the cottage cheese out in a place that it was not supposed to be and I told this to my roommates at the time again I think this is like the second week of school and they all laughed at me and were like what how do you eat cottage cheese right. and I was just like the world is a dark place and that's you know my what? story about cottage cheese <laughs> <laughs> which I understand because like when I would go to, and talk to my you know classmates at school because again I grew up in small town North Carolina I, they had never heard of such a thing um and and for a long time I also said pop because my family's oh, yeah. all midwestern so I still currently say pop yeah I I was ridiculed for that as wow. a child mm-hmm Anyway, nobody's eating corn, tomato, tuna, and mayo soup. That's I'm never going to eat a mayo soup of any kind. No, no. Actually, though, what's weird for me is that the most offensive part of this is the tomato. But I just hate tomatoes. It's one of my least least favorite foods. The next question is even worse. Oh, no. I like, so don't even want to say them out loud. I don't want to believe that this is a thing. <laughs> oh, no. I think you in particular are going to have a very rough time with this, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is maybe the hardest question I've ever seen. Um, so the options are steak, bananas, and ketchup. Yep. Or hot dog gelatin. And I can't, I can't describe to you the hot dog gelatin that I'm seeing. It is like a jello mold um, that has been filled with what are clearly sliced up boiled hot dogs. Yeah. Um, I want to also reiterate for the listener that this is not hot dog jello. No. This is hot dog gelatin. Right. So jello has flavoring and sugar added. Uh, gelatin does not. It is no. just the texture with zero taste. Yes, but the other horror that is in front of us. <laughs> are you afraid you're gonna 
Are you gonna afraid you're gonna laugh so loud you're gonna blow out your mic levels? Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, steak, bananas, and ketchup. So, uh, the reason Shelby's laughing so hard at this is because she knows how I feel about bananas. Um, how along- do you feel about bananas? <laughs> along with tomatoes. Um, so I, I have always hated bananas. I hate them with a passion. Um, I think part of the reason I hate them is because I grew up and people would call me Hannah Banana. And I hated that nickname, and I think I sort of hated the fruit by association. But I also hate the fruit because of everything it tastes like and everything it smells like and and basically the whole the whole experience of it. Yeah. Um, Hannah once told me she would rather eat beef jerky for breakfast instead of a bruised banana. Yes. Just like to put full understanding of her hatred of bananas on the table. Yes. So, and I also told Shelby that every few weeks at work, I, I, I determined that I'm being ridiculous about this whole banana thing and I really need some potassium. And so I will just grab a banana at work and I'll start to eat it and I'll get about three bites into it before I just get angry. I just get really angry. And I just, I look at it with disgust and I go, why would anyone ever eat this? And I throw it in the trash. I never get through more than half of a banana. Meanwhile, I really (laughs) like bananas. And I also really like steak. I also like ketchup. So while I would never put them together voluntarily, I I have said a lot of things about like, oh, this is a sweet and salty combination that I think could really like, you know, in the proper proportions, really complement each other. I do not feel this way about, I don't think bananas and steak ever need to be together. I don't think that's a thing. I think the steak with ketchup is not weird to me. The bananas with ketchup is weird to me, but like doesn't seem horrifying. They're both fairly sweet. Um, but the when you, all of them together, unpleasant. Yeah. Uh, but preferable to hot dog gelatin, which is probably the grossest thing I've ever thought about in my whole life. Yeah. So this may shock you, but I think I would choose the steak, bananas, and ketchup. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say hot dog gelatin, and I was like, I don't know if we can be friends anymore. No, the hot dog gelatin is something, it's like out of a horror film. Literally. It's like a prop from a horror film. Literally. I I mean, I just told you every couple weeks I get through half a banana. I think I could stomach it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I agree. So that's our choice. I have a feeling we're going to get the same result. They're going to think we're the same generation. They might. We have had some differences, but um, here's the last one. Doritos, Monster, and Mountain Dew Smoothie, or a hot chocolate and melted cheese. Wow, that's gross. Once again, I think the Doritos, Monster, and Mountain Dew Smoothie is a Midwestern concoction. (laughs) I have you had one of these as well, Shelby? No, I have not. But Mountain Dew and Doritos were the like combo of choice for like a snack in my high school. People freaked out about Mountain Dew and Doritos. So I like Doritos a lot. I have a lot of trouble with caffeine. So Mountain Dew, I think, tastes good. But like, if I drink more than a couple sips of it. 
probably and I also haven't had it in like 10 years so I think probably now the sweetness would be overwhelming yeah um and it would probably like I as much as I dislike the idea of hot chocolate and melted cheese I think I have to pick that because because, because of the caffeine oh, um, okay because monster is just a energy drink that's going to have way too much caffeine in it for me to feel like a normal person after consuming that yeah I the caffeine isn't the problem for me I mean I I wouldn't enjoy it I don't drink monster usually or Mountain Dew or soda of any kind however it's not that's not the part that I have a problem with it's the pulverized Doritos in liquid form that I have a problem with yeah um it's sort of like I don't need my Doritos to seem as though somebody has already chewed them yeah, I think it would be unpleasant. I don't think it would be a good experience. But the uh, hot chocolate and melted cheese, I mean, the the picture is very vivid here. It's yeah. basically someone using a fork to pull, like, cheese. melted cheese out of a cup of hot chocolate. Yeah. Um, I don't see how there's any good thing about this. Uh, I don't see how this can be a combination that works for me. Like, My the question is... My question is, what kind of cheese? Because there are like dessert cheeses, like a like a sweetened ricotta that might not be so terrible. And this I will... looks like mozzarella. Yes, it does. The picture does not look like a mascarpone no. or ricotta or anything like that, which would be considered a sweet dessert cheese. Right. I'm a little confused at to like how we're combining the hot chocolate and melted cheese. But I still think I have to go that direction than the Doritos Monster and Mountain Dew. All right. Well, I'm going to try the smoothie just because the cheese coming out of the chocolate is really horrifying looking to I, me. If I didn't have a caffeine issue, I might go the other direction. Yeah. So. All right. Well, anyway, we, uh, we disagree on this one, but this means that we should be able to see our... All right. I got my results. What'd you get? I got Millennial. Your food's of choice probably include pizza, avocado toast, and quinoa salad. The only food combo you'd come close to trying is a pizza burger. Okay, well, oddly, I got Gen Zer. <laughs> and the reason that's odd is because I am older than Shelby. <laughs> Not in your heart. No. Or in your stomach. Or on my tongue. Um, it says you probably enjoy smoothies and is it acai or is it acai? I mean, I don't acai. even know how to pronounce it. I can't even be a Gen Zer. I don't know how to say acai. Um, the only food combo you're willing to try is pineapple on pizza. Wow. No, no, that's it's so wrong. That indicates a belief that both millennials and Gen Zers don't like weird food combos. Right, and also a smoothie is a food combo. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Uh, all right cool okay great so now we're going to move on to our hypothetical questions if you've never listened to this podcast before um we argue about nothing which means that we take ridiculous and silly concepts and argue about them as if they are something when in fact they are nothing so shelby do you want to start us off yeah okay i want to say that i wrote all of these questions i did not pull them from any uh, resources. These are Ooh. all 100% original content. Get Gold at me. star. Yeah. Uh, who would you rather spend the day with at Disneyland? It's just the two of you. You and this other person. Okay. 
an eight-year-old boy who is perpetually sticky and has a constant sugar high, or a 64-year-old woman who is a bit of a wino and won't stop giving you unsolicited relationship advice. (laughs) But she Uh... herself has never been married. Oh, okay. I like how you've like, you've really given me a good backstory on this woman. I feel like I know her in a yeah. way. I feel like we should name her. In my mind, uh, she's like Aunt Janice. Okay. Janice it is. Yeah. So please remind me, the boy is eight and he's sticky? He's, that... he's perpetually sticky and uh-huh. has a constant sugar high. Okay. So I'm leaning immediately towards that. Ah, um, Interesting. Just because if it was a different location, let me tell you, Shelby, I would so hang out with a 64-year-old wino named Janice who wants to give me relationship advice. I would just do, if it was brunch, if the location was just brunch, I would be all about this. Okay. But the, but the location is Disney World, and I want to ride the rides. Okay. And, and I feel like an excitable, sugar-high eight-year-old boy is going to be way more up for it than a drunk older woman (laughs) like she's not gonna want to get on the roller coaster because she may vomit i mean but the thing is she's 64 years old so you could leave her like you could just go ride the ride you know what i mean like you could be like i'll meet you back up with you in a minute i want to ride this ride and like get some relief but then it's just like, am I just meeting up with her for lunch for the day? Like, what? <laughs> am I just leaving her to go do my own thing? Because I assume, like, I'm going to ride rides all day. That's what I'm going to do at Disney World. Okay, so you're not interested in going to any of the shows or anything like that? I mean, I would go to the shows, but I, I think... Janice loves a good show. Janice would upset the... Uh, she would she would be an upsetting audience member. Janice so- is a lot of fun, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but she's probably disruptive at the very least. I think least. the eight-year-old sugar high boy might be disruptive as well. Well, I don't think I would take him to the show unless it was like a magic show or something. Okay. But I think he would be more fun to just like run around the park with and sort of experience your like inner child self and eat a bunch of ice cream together and like, you know, I don't know. I mean, just sort of imagining it's like, it's your nephew and you're on this like vacation together, you know, um, if it was a, if it was a child, I didn't know it might be different. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to take a strange child to Disney world for multiple reasons. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think I'm leaning towards aunt Janice, uh, because I think she would be a little bit more self-sufficient. Like, With the eight-year-old boy, like, I am de facto in charge. So anything he does reflects poorly on me. And, like, (laughs) if he, you know, gets his stickiness on someone or, you know what I mean? Like, if he's causing a ruckus, I have to be responsible for that. Um, But with Janice, I can just be like, yo, I'm going to hop in this ride line. You're not into that? I'll see you in 20 minutes or however long that takes, you know? Yeah, but then you find her 20 minutes later in a fountain and she's pulled off half of her clothes and... Whoa! (laughs) I guess what I was imagining was what's difficult about this question. She likes to drink wine. She's not. (laughs) 
I was imagining she's a drunk. What happens when you drink wine, Hannah? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not a matter of public record, Shelby. <laughs> Those records have been sealed. Okay. I wasn't imagining Janice doing anything that would get her arrested. It was more like... The the point was that you you had to look after both of them. That's where I thought the the basis of your question was. Like, you have to look after a kid or you have to look look after an old drunk. And I thought it would be more fun to look after a kid. If she's just like... Got a, if she's just like a little tipsy and she wants to ride the teapots while I go have fun, like fine, I'll hang yeah. out with Janet. So for in my head, how I concocted this in my head, it was like going to Disney World with someone who is like really rambunctious and you have to like manage. So like you've become a kind of a harried babysitter right. or you're hanging out with a six, 64-year-old woman who is kind of infantilizing you. Oh, I see. Okay. With the unsolicited relationship advice. Oh, I see. I didn't take it that way. Which is I kind of forgot. I think here's what's happened. I forgot about the unsolicited relationship advice because I feel like I receive that all the time anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it didn't really make an impact on me. Yeah. It was just like, oh yeah, sure, of course she would. Yeah. Would you rather have to like take responsibility for another person or have someone talk down to you as if you don't know how to live your own life. Okay. If she's not like rambunctious and difficult to control herself. No. And she's just like a funny old lady who wants to just tell me about my relationship. She's a very critical old lady who likes to uh, kind of snidely imply that you should be making different choices with your life. Yeah, but you have already said that I can just leave her place. Oh, yeah. If you want to. Yeah. So I'll just be like, all right, well, thanks very much for the relationship advice, Janet. I'm going to go get on Tower of Terror. Goodbye. Cool. Yeah. I would I, also- now, that I, now that I understand the parameters a little better and she's, she's a little bit more in control of herself and she's just snide. Yeah. I mean, like, I think the wino thing is just like, that's why she feels so emboldened to say such inappropriate things. I see. But she's not actually, like, whipping her wig off in public. Right. I'm still not that bothered by the idea of going with a rambunctious eight-year-old, though. If yeah, you, if some people eight, are into that. Well, if you're eight, you should be rambunctious at Disney World. And it doesn't doesn't affect me if he's sticky. Like, he can be as sticky as he wants what to be. What if he keeps touching you, though? Well, I mean, just tell him, please stop. Uh, go, hug the, go hug the people in their big suits. <laughs> Maybe it'll rub off some of the sticky... Um, no, I'm, you know, I'm sticking with my original answer. Okay. That would just be fun to hang out at Disney World. You got to experience it for all the childish, like childhood joy of it. Yeah, that's fair. I am sticking with Aunt Janice. I think, uh, I think. So what is, what does your day look like with Aunt Janice? I don't, I think I would probably take some breaks throughout the day, but I think in general, like I would find her amusing. Yeah. You know, like. I would pr- it would probably get annoying having her tell me to do things differently with my life, but like if I just consider her a caricature of right who she is, then you don't it, take it personally. Yeah, exactly. Like she doesn't know me, so yeah. I, I think that's my my answer. All right. Well, I mean, I think we should move on yeah. to another question. If you agree, yeah. So you match with a cute guy on Bumble. He's really attractive and has a good job. 
His profile is well-written, and he has a ton of the same hobbies and interests as you. He even lives nearby. After exchanging some really thought-provoking messages, you feel a spark. You agree to meet up, uh, but before the date happens, he sends you another message and asks you to tell him more about your elbows. What do you do? What do I do? (laughs) Here's... (laughs) Wow. So your elbows are not pictured in any of your photos on Bumble. Uh, and he wants to know more about them. I would go on that date. But do you <laughs> tell him about your elbows before you meet up? How do you respond to his, his request to know more about your elbows? Um, I, I would, it would be from a place of curiosity, I think. Okay. How, how would you describe your elbows to him, though? Would you take a quick pic? Would you, what oh, would no. you say about your no. elbows? Fully not. He's not giving, I, I am not giving someone <laughs> some fetish pictures, at least not before the first date. I mean, come on, Shelby. No one said, no one said that these were fetish photos. But since that is one of the possibilities that is driving this question, you have to take it into consideration yeah, and not just feed somebody's like, you know. Anyway. Okay. I I would not send him a picture. I also would not describe my elbows to him. You would just be like, oh, you can see them on Thursday when we get coffee? Yeah. Seduction, man. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta play coy. Don't give away. Don't give away the goods too soon. okay yeah i mean if that is his thing right like i don't want to be like it would be like i'm not gonna like send someone a picture of my boobs before the date but would you describe them to them no the guy's gotta put in a good 1250 for a glass of wine if he wants to know what my anatomy looks like to know more about your elbows it's a 12 that's a 1250 uh piece Um, of information first of all i don't i don't really believe any of that just so it's clear to all of our listeners i also pay for my own drinks on dates um regardless uh no i mean i think i would still go out of sheer curiosity and i would just make sure that i had a very um good sort of safety plan in place so I would not (laughs) my friends would know where I was (laughs) uh I would have an escape route yep Uh, it would it would be an afternoon date Mm -hmm. I would not go to any other locations with him Mm -mm. um I would just want to see what it is because there's a possibility right that he's just like a fine guy with kind of a weird sense of humor (laughs) it's a small possibility (laughs) You think he's joking. But the other part of it. he asked you to describe your elbows. The other part of it, I I just want to hear the story that he tells. Like when I look him in the eye over a cup of coffee and I say, sir, why do you want to know more about my elbows? (laughs) I want to hear the story that he tells me. Yeah, it's good. I want to know, is it, man, I had an ex. I had an ex who she just had the pointiest elbows, and I couldn't sleep in bed next to her. It became she a whole cut, thing. I cut my jaw on one right. one time. It was I just can't do it again. Right. Um, maybe he's an undercover cop. He's working with a certain like 
gang who has like an insignia tattooed on their elbow and he just has to make sure I'm safe. Okay, interesting. Um, do you want to know what I would do in this scenario? I do. <laughs> I would ask him to describe his elbows first. <laughs> Tip for tat, sure. <laughs> and I would see what kind of because de- I don't even know how I would begin to describe my elbows. You know, so, like wait, 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 wait. So your your main <laughs> concern here is, is you're not sure you have. You're not sure you have the correct vocabulary? Well, I would want to know what kind of information he's looking for. And so I would judge that based off of what he said to me. Um, And if he was just like, (laughs) if he answered it and was like totally normal about it, like he didn't like make it sound sexual. How do you answer that? How do you answer that question and sound totally normal? I don't know. But I would be curious to see how he answered it. You know, like, does it take a really weird turn or is he just like, oh, they're like really, I moisturize them a lot. And like, you know, they're very supple or whatever. Supple. Yeah. Anyway. Then, you know, you're in fetish territory. Yeah. So I would see what kind of language he used to answer it. And then based off of that, I would probably ask further follow up questions like, oh, no one's ever asked me about my elbows before. Why do you ask? That kind of thing. Okay. So you would do what I was saying I would do in person. Yeah. Like, I just want to watch this person tell me what this yeah. what this is all about. You would want to do this all over text. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely, my first question is, tell me about yours. So, again, I am curious to know what kind of answer he could give you that would yeah. be all right enough for you to still go on the date with him. I think it exists. I don't know what it would be. So if he described it, he would be like, well, there they're blunt uh it would have to be be incredibly not sexual it would have to be like very like oh they're not too pointy pretty like pretty moisturized whatever what is what is a a sexual way to describe your elbows i I don't know but i would think i would know it if i saw it he's like oh i have two freckles that create like a line between, you know, whatever. Like I have this constellation of freckles on them or something. I don't know. I don't know what you would say. Um, now that is interesting because what if he was told from a young age that his soulmate would have like a different constellation of freckles yeah. on her elbow? Because like he grew up with this really interesting birthmark where like he had Orion on his elbow. And he has always known that he is just looking for his Cassiopeia. Yeah. And and if you failed the test, if you didn't immediately respond with, actually, I have the coolest elbows ever. I have a constellation of Cassiopeia on them. Um, he would just not even go on the date with you? Maybe. I don't know. We'd have to see what his answer is. That I would lead with, you know, lead from a place of curiosity um, and be like, why? why do you ask? That kind of thing. I w- I'm still curious to know what the sexual answer to that question is. <laughs> I don't want to be but, too uh, gauche on our our podcast. I don't think we're trying to get that kind of. You don't. Clientele. You don't want to talk about how he inserts his elbows yeah. into his sleeves. Wow, I didn't think you were going sleeves. Um... <laughs> <laughs> They're elbows. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. I didn't think you were going to go sleeves. 
Yeah. So anyway, I think we we, we have really we've put this one to bed. But yeah. No, we haven't because <laughs> the question is, would you go on a date with this no, guy? No, right? no. The, the question is, what do you do? Oh, okay. Well, I inferred a different question. Um, I'm, but I am curious. Would you go on a date with this? It guy? It depends on what he says. After my first move is tell me about your elbows, and then when he does, be like, why did you ask? Like, why is this important to you? Okay. And then if he's like, I get off on elbows, I would be like, I don't know if we like the same things. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. A- that's a pretty non-committal way of saying that. <laughs> I think it may be possible. Listen, I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. It's true. Uh, I, I'm not trying to, to shame or judge anybody's sexual interests here. Uh, if elbows is your thing, cool. Cool, 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 cool. I will say that I have great elbows for anyone who, out there who's wondering. All right, you're going to get a lot of tweets about that. And I, I just, I just want to warn you. beautiful elbows. Beautiful. Elbows like you've never seen before. You're, the internet is exploding around us. <laughs> and this is brought on by you. Uh, no one's making you say this. Gotta flaunt what I got. <laughs> I have extraordinarily sharp elbows, like notably sharp elbows. Um, and I used to be able to like beat my brother in any sort of like armrest fisticuffs. Um, yeah, like I, they're painful. I bet. But I don't. I wouldn't say attractive. <laughs> so I'm not you asking for all things. that. It's fine. uh okay i i guess we're both sort of saying we would approach it from a place of curiosity yeah definitely and again 100 elbows is your thing like more power to you um it's it's good to get this stuff out up front i would also like to say that this is not based on a true story this hasn't happened to me (laughs) i know but like things this weird have (laughs) happened to me and to my friends oh yeah yeah. A hundred percent. I'm not going to tell any of those stories right now, but a hundred percent. Yeah. We'll save that for another podcast. Yeah. Uh, should we move on? Yeah, let's move on. If we're if we're keeping with the theme of, like, the gross foods from earlier, okay. um, here's a nice gross one for you. Cool. Would you rather wear someone else's dirty underwear Ooh. or use their toothbrush? Toothbrush. Oh, well, that was very quick and decisive. Yeah. Tell me more. That to me is basically like, would, I guess one question is like, do I know whose toothbrush slash underwear it is? I would assume yes. Uh, I can't think of a good scenario in which you'd be, <laughs> you'd be using a stranger's underwear and toothbrush. Yeah. But um, The thing is like, I would rather uh, make out with, there are like, I feel like it's less weird to make out with someone than to, like, touch your genitals together. And so I feel like the dirty end... Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, putting on... (laughs) Putting on someone else's dirty underwear to me is like rubbing my genitals against their genitals, right? It's just, like, this one 
point of removal from me just rubbing my genitals on their genitals. And the toothbrush thing is just like, like us basically like making out, but with this like one point of removal. So for me, toothbrush. Okay. I wholeheartedly disagree. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, so well, you want to rub your genitals on someone else's genitals? First of all, don't we all? What is, Shelby, I, I hate to break it to you, sweetheart. Um, that, that's what sex does. Yeah, but like who is this per- Like without you telling me who this person is, there are more people I would be okay with making out with than I would be okay Here's the difference. I'm afraid of- when you're making when you're making out with somebody, you're not literally sucking the food particles out from between their teeth. Wait, you don't do that? Oh shit! Have <laughs> I been doing that wrong? Have I been making out incorrectly? <laughs> I thought it was partially for the enjoyment, partially for the dental uh, benefits. I see. So you you've got a good suction action. I can floss with my tongue. Gross. <laughs> Um, so to recap, to recap Shelby's sex life, she she does not approve of rubbing (laughs) genitals against other people's genitals. (laughs) Um, but she does approve of sucking the food from between their teeth to act as a sort of vacuum suck flosser of another person yeah i'm crying i'm literally crying over here um i have to say that a lot of that isn't true um i'm really curious how we're gonna edit this question we're not i'm gonna say this question may not fly no this is going in the podcast uh but yeah, I just think it's gross. Like, I don't know. Like, especially if, like you haven't, if you were like, would you rather use your boyfriend's uh, toothbrush or wear your boyfriend's dirty underwear? Like, that's a different question. And so if like, this is not tied to like somebody I know, like, I feel like the- Or it could just be like a friend or an acquaintance yeah. or a neighbor or a whatever. I, I still think like the, like, I would be worried about like, getting, like, a yeast infection or something from, like, someone else's pH. Like, I just feel like there are consequences with using someone else's dirty underwear that are less likely. Like, I I think the toothbrush thing is gross, but is, like, less likely to give me something bad. Yeah. I mean, it, there's, there's potential disease transfer through the toothbrush either or to, you yeah, know, either way. Yeah, sure. I think. But um, I think with the, I think with the underwear you can flip it inside out and wear it the other way, and and it sort of, it's like not as bad to me as like literally taking the food particles that someone else has scraped like off their. But you teeth can like tongue. you can rinse the toothbrush, right? It's just so gross to me. I mean, the, this has always been like a hang up for me. Like the idea of using somebody else's toothbrush. The fact can that I you can dunk, do this voluntarily. Can I dunk the toothbrush in? Uh in mouthwash i would say no because like similarly you couldn't dunk the underwear in like a cleaning solution um i would go commando 
before I would wear someone else's underwear. I I mean, I wouldn't brush my teeth before I would use somebody else's toothbrush. Same, but still the underwear thing. <laughs> Can't do it. Okay. I have never worn anyone else's underwear than my own. No, I haven't either. I guess I'm just imagining like it would be unpleasant, but like it's not my mouth. Well, I also feel like the toothbrush thing lasts for a much smaller period of time. You know, that's like a minute tops and then Mm -hmm. it's over with and you get to move on with your day. I don't know how long I have to wear this underwear, but I'm imagining for like a couple hours at least. Yeah, probably. I don't want to be uncomfortable for that long. Okay. I think it's just like a personal hang up, like the the mouth thing, like putting somebody else's gross toothbrush in my mouth is really gross to me that's fine i don't think there's a right or wrong answer to this no no i'm just saying i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with that answer okay we we have disagreed (laughs) thoroughly uh should we do another one yeah okay we should all right so for our next question would you rather have unlimited money but never be able to leave the state that you currently live in or would you rather have the same amount of money you have now, but you get free airfare for the rest of your life? Yeah, that's such a hard one. <laughs> it's, it's really hard. What's your first uh, inclination? Like, what's your first thought? My uh, Just, like, gun to my head, yeah. first thought is free airfare. Yeah. Me too. Um, oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I would have thought that would be the less... Um, likely choice for people. I think think, so too. I think like most people would choose unlimited money. The other thing is like if you have to be stuck in one state, like, you know, being in the Northeast, although technically right now I'm in New Jersey, so I'm not in New York. I think I would want to go over into New York before this happened. (laughs) Uh, But being stuck in Manhattan, you know, for uh, with unlimited money is not a bad life Mm -hmm. by any means. Um, But for me personally, because my family all lives out of state and because I love to travel, yeah. like I, I think I would much rather just be able to go wherever I wanted to go for free all the time. And that sounds wonderful. And I wish it was for real. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think the, the catch 22 is like, you, if you have all of the money, you can like build a really nice life for yourself. You can fly the people you love to you. You know, you mm-hmm. have unlimited money. You can have a huge home. You can let them stay with you. Like, you can basically buy yourself whatever you want. But at the end of the day, there will be certain experiences that you are always missing out on. Like, I, w- I would right. never stand on the Great Wall of China if that were the case. I would never, you know, get to go to Hobbiton in New Zealand or, like, all of these places that I think are, would be really cool. And you'd have to miss people's weddings. Yeah, events, exactly. Funerals. Yeah, a hundred percent. So I think that, be- in a certain regard, the money thing almost becomes a cage. Like you've you're in yeah. a very comfortable cage. Um, yeah. And so I would go the the airfare. Yeah, me too. Plus, like you could have such wonderful trips, even if even if you don't have a lot of money because you're not paying for the airfare. So all that money you're saving, you can put towards the experience of going on the wonderful trips. Yeah. So it's still like a monetary boom to get the free airfare. It's clearly not as much as like unlimited money, but like it would still improve my life in a way. Yeah. I agree. And now I just, I just want to go take a trip. Yep. Cool. 
All right. Well, if you've been enjoying this podcast, um, and how could you not? Us, how could you not? Uh, we talked about hope- hot dog gelatin today, so you're welcome. Yeah, um, I do suggest you go take this BuzzFeed quiz just so you can see the horror of what we're talking about. Yes. Um, so that you'll understand why we were so uh, disgusted. Yeah, we'll link it in the podcast notes. Yes, we'll link to it. Um, and we, you know, we hope that you'll tell us what you guys chose when you take the quiz. Yeah. Um, and what you guys would choose in all these other hypothetical situations and would you rather situations. Uh, we want to hear what you think. Yeah. Um, we also want to know if you have other questions that you want to ask us and that you think it would be fun for us to to discuss. We are happy to take your questions. Um, and uh, if you are enjoying our podcast, we hope you'll leave a review, follow, tell a friend. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, send yes, us please. DMs uh, at arguments about nothing. Uh, if you have questions you want to suggest, answers you want to give us, anything you want us to know about the podcast, uh, you can find us there. And in the meantime, I will be here living in my little hypothetical world that I've created for myself, just sitting here in somebody else's dirty underwear <laughs> on a train, on a on a flight though. So I'll be on a flight. You know, it's okay. It's a little. It's made a little bit better by the fact that I'm like on my way to. Um, I was going to say New Zealand, but no, it should be somewhere close if I'm sitting in somebody else's underwear. Yeah, that's um, 24 hours in those Yeah, no. So I'm on, I'm on my way to uh, Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm not eating hot dog gelatin. And you will not be describing your elbows to anyone. I will not be describing my elbows, but I will be asking well, you're on, about... Well, you're on a flight to Disneyland to go hang out with the eight-year-old boy. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm going to change my underwear before I go to Disneyland. <laughs> that's, that's a given. Um, yeah, no, I'm on my way to Disneyland. I'm going to hang out with this eight-year-old kid. Again, a kid that I know. Uh, this all sounds pretty good, except for the underwear bit, I have to tell you. It's true. The free air flare. Well, you're going to be eating steak with ketchup and bananas, so not everything's great. I mean, that sounds pretty similar to most of the plain food I've ever had. <laughs> All right, fine. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I am on my way to Disneyland with my free airfare to go hang out with Aunt Janice. Uh, things didn't work out with the elbow guy on Bumble. <laughs> Uh, so I'm sure Janice will have a lot of advice to give me about uh, dating. I will have a nice and minty teeth that I have brushed with someone else's toothbrush. Aunt Janice's toothbrush? Potentially. Yeah. At least it's not her underwear. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, as we're experiencing these wonderful hypothetical situations, uh, as I said, we hope you all enjoyed this podcast and you'll tell a friend if um, if you think it's fun and you want other people to hear about it and spread the word. All right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye.